Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome to Mobile Presence. Discover the best practices for tracking and targeting mobile marketing. Our hosts will take you inside the latest trends in mobile technology and help you make the most out of the mobile web. Learn about the latest strategies and trends in the world of mobile, web development, search, email marketing, text message marketing, and more. Leverage your mobile presence today. Now, now, prepare, prepare to get mobilized. Hello and welcome to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. I am your host, Joe Walzak with Skywire Media. And today joining me, we've got a special co-host because uh, my normal co-host, Nicole, has gone on walkabout and uh, she's gone and disappeared. We don't know where she is right now. We're a little bit concerned. But today we have Brasco joining us. Yeah, just go and say it's your glorified producer here with you, yes. And, you know, and, and there is no excuse for Nicole not being here, Okay. That's right. She's gone, and, uh, she's gone and disappeared on us. Well, Joe, what is it? That, what is it? What did you learn? Why is it she can't join us today? Well, I, I mean, I, I don't really know. I don't know what happened. Uh, <laughs> she's gone and disappeared. She's on walkabout here in Las Vegas somewhere, and uh, I think I think she's actually out there researching uh, maybe new and innovative mobile technologies, so she can bring us something special next week. We'll have to just wait and see on that one, I guess. No, or maybe she didn't find her way out of a casino. Maybe she was hitting the slots too many times or something. Or that's right. Yeah, she could be. Uh, she could be caught up in a bingo room. Uh, she hit a hot streak on the uh, <laughs> on bingo or something. I don't really know. <laughs> she got in the tournament for World Series of Poker. Is playing right now. Isn't that's it? right. All right. Yeah, she's she's uh, she's <laughs> going for the big uh, going for her bracelet at the World Series of Poker. Oh, come. we love you, Nicole. Please come back soon. Yeah, come back. Thanks. Come back and see us soon. She's gone dark on us, though. We yeah. don't know what happened to her. Rogue. Going rogue. <laughs> That's right. Sarah Palin. Right. She's channeling Sarah Palin. Good. 
Yeah. So this week, uh, so this week we got uh, we're going to cover some more news stories. We're going to talk about them a little bit. Uh, Brasco and I going to do our little our personal analysis on these stories. And uh, a big one that we're just seeing coming coming across is uh, that the uh, Apple App Store has reached its twenty five billionth download, which is uh, quite quite the milestone. Uh, and that one came out of China. We got uh, someone in China downloaded the twenty five billionth app. The interesting part of that is that uh, is that I don't believe they're able to sell iPhones in China yet, or at least the carriers aren't able to support them yet. So, the uh, story I read about that one is that uh, they are uh, jailbreaking their phones so that it can uh, so that it can operate on a two G network. And one of those folks was a one that downloaded that twenty five billionth app, and they got a ten thousand dollar iTunes gift card. Cha ching. Cha-ching is right. So they're going to be able to download a bunch of music and videos and, and apps and you name it. So that's quite a milestone there, $25 billion, huh, Brasco? Yeah, and, so it's, and that's over four years of time. You know, it's just uh, – I'm, I'm surprised, and it's like – I mean, you also have to think about who what, – what kind of applications have contributed to the fact that they were able to reach that milestone. That means probably like about, a, what, a third of them are like Angry Bird apps or something? <laughs> That's what I was just thinking. I think I think half of those twenty five billion are Angry Birds. But now, half are. but here's the question I think too, and I've heard this on other po- on other shows. You know, because I do listen to a lot of different podcasts. You know, being you know doing the radio and all. The fact that uh, there are app developers out there that you know they see that number and they say, well, look at how much has been made on applications. Is there still a whole lot of money that can still be made? Does that milestone mean that maybe that there's a peak that Apple has made? That maybe there's just something where you know, is the market for building apps very saturated to the point where there's not enough original concepts out there for you to really like uh, monetize with? I think I think there's always going to be something new coming out. You know, they always either that or they're going to start remaking or improving apps. Um, you know, but there's always going to be something new coming out. Is, is my opinion on that one, and, and maybe they're going to start branching out more into uh, you know rather than for personal use, maybe they branch out more into into business. Uh, business uses and and uh, of course we've got Apple branching out into textbooks, so that's going to be a big uh, a big chunk of change coming in for them with uh, people downloading their uh, school books and purchasing them on on uh, on the App Store or in iTunes. So I mean that's going to be an advantage too because you know you're talking about trying to get textbooks to that point. Um, the pressure now for these publishers of these books, you know, to now have to continuously update their content on a regular basis because they just can't sit back there and say, okay, here's a textbook and, you know, we're not going to issue something new or republish it for another five years. Like, yeah. now it's a point where, you know, the ongoing course of history, if there's anything that changes in your curriculum, it has to be automatically changed, I would think, right? That's true. Yeah, I think you'd have to update it, but I also think it makes it, it probably makes it a lot easier for them to update rather than having to print out, you know, a hundred thousand new books every time something changes. You can you can maybe update uh, you know you update your book online and then you send out a uh, you send out an update to the to the store. Yep. Then you download download your updates. And you get uh, you get some fresh material material in your textbook. That might make it a little easier for them. I think they're going to lose money too, though. Well, but th- I mean, there's really not a, a win win. There's really not not going to be much of a profitable situation for it. I mean, it's like how much money do colleges make off of books anyway? It's a matter of it's really just almost like an offsetting kind of deal. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. Um, if I could help it, I never bought a brand new book at the school bookstore. They had. Uh, we had uh, at uh, the State University of New York at Oswego. We had. Um, we had a couple off-campus used bookstores 
and that's where I spent uh, I spent most of my money is uh, buying a used book. Oh, I never bought a new book in my life. It's always used. Oh. Yeah, and we got um, if you talk to uh, my friend Brian Flurry, he'll tell you that uh, that he is the reason that I graduated from college because he bought the textbooks and I did not buy the textbooks senior year. So I was always showing up at his house looking to borrow his textbooks <laughs> so I could do, so I could do my studying. I don't know. It was a long time ago. I don't know if that's true or not. But if you talk to him, he'll tell you that it is. Yeah, but the thing is, I mean, it depends on how much you have to put into yourself. I mean, you know, what you're because right now what you're doing is if you're a student now going into college and you're getting the chance to buy one of these e-books, these curriculum books for yourself, well, you know, that's just getting advantage of convenience. You're still having to pay, fork out the money for it, but, you know, that's still going to be tough for people to go and buy because – now, now you're basically off. You're taking away the used book concept because it, it really depends on how much they're going to charge for the books. Like they need to now set a price between how much you would normally charge for new, and you're gonna mm-hmm. ha- they're gonna have to like take a, a hit for it and say, look, there's a lot of people that didn't buy your books new. You're gonna have to put it at a price that's going to be reasonable for everyone to buy. That's right. Do you think it's going to be the uh, the nine ninety nine like they do the the ebooks on uh, Amazon? I think nine ninety nine is the uh, the standard price for one of those. Well, I mean, I guess you could. The only thing is, uh, you know, you have to you have to check and see what how all these different universities are going to handle this. I mean, are they going to handle it? Where are they going to take the books that are taken and kind of go on a universal route? Where if you're taking this course at this said school, that they're going to have this curriculum because you also have to go ahead and get to the minds of these professors that sometimes are antiquated in their mindset and say, no, I have a different book to use. Or there's some professors like I had in school that said, you know what, here's the here's the book we're going to have you use for the course, but we're not going to use it at all. We're just going to use. <laughs> I'm just going to go with whatever's the top of my head, and you're just going to have to figure it out. And you're not going to have anything to refer to. So the professors are going to be the biggest problem. And that's where, you know, your board of trustees, that's where administration for each school is going to have to say, guess what? You guys, for cost-cutting measures, to help these kids out, you're going to use these books to study, to teach these children. That's right. To teach these people. Hey, so I wanted to to jump over and uh, I wanted to touch on the uh, Mobile World Conference that took place recently over in Spain. And uh, they unleashed a whole bunch of new devices on us, some new handsets, some new mobile handsets, and uh, it looks like the stylus is coming back. The stylus is making a comeback. Tell me what that is. I'm not sure. I never heard of the stylus. I can't say. I'm playing dumb right now. Not familiar with the stylus. Well, the stylus is a little pen that comes with your mobile device and uh, allows you to, I guess, be a little bit more precise on the screen. We saw that a lot with... um, with the uh, the Palm Pilots and things like that back in the early 2000s, maybe? Oh, that's right. And there are some new devices that are going to start coming out with that, right? That's right, yeah. There's a few uh, that were unleashed at the uh, the Mobile World Congress that include a stylus. Oh, okay. I, I thought I saw on TV there was a commercial for the one of the new Samsung tablets. Is that right? Or or there are tablets that are, that are coming out with that? Yeah, there's some tablets coming out, and uh, they show... People drawing some real intricate uh, drawings on there. I personally would not do that. Well, I don't know. If, I mean, is this still something where you want to go and build a handle, having a having a Pentagon do that whole Palm Pilot style? Do you really want to still have that kind of thing? I mean, we're so uh, I don't know about you, but with smartphones, with the smartphone that I have, I'm I'm kind of stuck with just you doing touchscreen. Do I really want to go back to like having another thing that actually like touch the device? No. Not yeah, that's me. right. You're going to be losing uh, losing styluses. You'll be buying new styluses or new pens. 
Nobody wants to do that. No, not at all. No, I mean, it's, you know, I mean, what was the reason why they stopped using stylus pens in these devices anyway? Because they probably lost them. Exactly. So there's a whole bunch of new uh, new devices coming out and some new technology. Uh, there's a lot of uh, NFC, uh, the near-field communication that came out, and that's uh, that's going to be used for some of the mobile wallet. What do you think about that mobile wallet, Brasco? Well, I mean, if you're talking about the same thing, like where they're basically starting to make the inroads to make Google Wallet a, a possibility, I, um, I've, I'm still in the air about that. I'm still getting used to like I'm still getting used to buying stuff online and having the security of going through a proper channel to have you know something that's in there like a semantic or you know a, a trust seal in there to make sure everything's all set and to do it through your mobile device at this point and letting my bank account be controlled by my phone, I'm still. I'm still not sure if I want to do that yet. <laughs> I almost feel like I want to stick with cash. <laughs> yeah. For debit. Yeah, that's understood. That's I think that's one of the hurdles they're going to have to overcome here. I saw um, mobile payments were big, mobile commerce. Uh, the NFC is big, uh, near-field communication for the payments. That's kind of the road that Google's going to take. I've seen a, a couple other ones where you can use uh, SMS uh, or text messaging to make those payments. Um so it's it's going to be interesting to see which one comes out on top, or if anything comes out of it at all. Yeah, I mean it's the same idea as where anybody that wants to like to have you know your personal information being shared to something to another device or to another company or whatnot. Same idea as where people that are wanting to go and bump their phones together. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So that that was a big piece of uh, the mobile congress, mobile world congress. Another another big piece that we're going to talk about after our break is uh, mobile security and privacy. So we'll be right back after these messages. This is Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS, text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm, sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. 
Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Warning. Listening to WebmasterRadio.fm daily may cause webmaster insomnia and an increase in your company's profits. WebmasterRadio.fm. Stay up with us all night long. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. Hello and welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. I am your host, Joe Walzak with Skywire Media. And I'm joined today by my extra special co-host, Brasco. Brasco, how you doing today? Brasco of Webmaster Radio. Uh, I'm doing very well, Joe. Thanks. Well, good. So I wanted to jump back in uh, to our discussion we were having before the break about privacy and mobile technology. So that was something that was uh, discussed at the Mobile World Conference, and it's kind of uh, it's kind of up in the air right now. I, I read a, a recent article that uh, Democratic Senator from New York Charles Schumer is uh, calling on the Federal Trade Commission to investigate uh, Apple and Google over reports that the company's uh, mobile operating systems uh, misuse personal data, and uh, so he's asking the FTC to get involved. Uh, which is uh, never a good thing for the industry that they are going to be investigating. Um, so once you you kind of lose that that option to self-regulate, uh, and the government gets involved, you you don't have much control over what's going to happen anymore. Uh, we also have the Electronic Frontier Foundation, uh, who is proposing a mobile users' bill of rights for privacy. So what they're doing is uh, they're trying to uh, kind of take control of this and make make a suggestion of what um, you know what this bill of rights is going to look like, uh, what the privacy is uh, going to um, you know what those privacy policies policies are going to contain. Um, so they pretty much want users to have um, to have the right to exercise control over what personal data applications uh, collect about them and how it is used. I guess what's the difference between the privacy policies that they would want to go ahead and uh, the protections they would make for us by using any other device, just by using our own computer? Really, I would think that the same, you know, fight for privacy would apply for mobile devices as well, right? Is there any difference? Well, I think the difference is is that um, with the, the mobile, you have... Uh, location information, you've got contacts, you've got phone call information, text messages. Um, it just seems to be a bit more, with a mobile device, it's a bit more personal for people than it is uh, with their with their computer at home. Um, so, you know, you, you don't want, you know, some people don't want people tracking them. They feel that they're going to be tracked because they've got, you know, GPS, um, they've got their location, their phone's always with them. You know, are, are are people watching me? Are people following me? I don't know. I don't know. 
Well, but then it also gets to the point where if anybody's trying to hook and hack your phone, I mean, there are now, you know, I've seen a lot of uh, security companies, you know, that, that are out there. I, even on my on my Android phone now, I have a, a vast antivirus again. So, I mean, I see that the security is coming in and the applications that come in, they're being scanned. You know, anything that might come in terms of malware that I might hit online, the same applies. So I'm going to still have ways for me to even put out third-party applications that will help me protect myself from anybody else accessing my phone and any of my content on the phone itself. So that still applies. So, I mean, I'm trying to figure out what uh, Senator Schumer's trying to do with this. It's the same idea as going in for anything that you want to control of any privacy of, of any content on your computer itself. No matter what, any kind of any kind of device that connects you to the Internet, privacy should just be blanketed as an umbrella altogether, covering all devices, won't you think? Yes, I, w- I agree with you on that. Um, I think... Uh you know, a piece of it is uh, is the transparency, and not so much the um, you know from a a uh, a malware or a virus or something like that. But these are um, the concern I think that they have is the transparency and the uh, access of the apps that you download and you want to have on your phone and you want to use. Um, what? How are they using the data that they collect? Because you know how when, every time you download an app and then it tells you. This app's going to access your, you know, GPS or your phone or your camera or you know whatever it is that that, that app needs to use. That data that they collect by being able to access that that functionality on your phone. What are they doing with it? And I think part of what they're calling for is a little bit more uh, transparency. They want to create. Um, you know, I, I read. I want to say it was Will Ferrell. I read a quote from Will Ferrell that. Uh, Within the um, the user the end user agreement for software, they probably contain the cure for cancer, but nobody's ever read it. So, so thanks for using Will Will Ferrell's reference, the first reference to on this show. Jeez, yes, first reference ever. I think I may. It's possible that I may have quoted him at some point. I just didn't give him credit. Yeah, Joe, I'm going to question your integrity for using Will Ferrell as a as an expert by using that line. Okay, that's right. That's right. So, you know, I I think part of part of what they're calling for is just um, a uh, a more readable and understandable privacy policy. You know, by the normal a normal human being that can understand what exactly is going to happen when when I download this app and allow it to access this data on my mobile device. Well, let me mention this. How about following Google? Look what Google did last week. They decided to go ahead and consolidate all their privacy policies for all their platforms into one. And I'm pretty sure that is applying to all their mobile apps right now. So, you know, I hate to say it, but Google's a trendsetter, and I think all of the companies need to go ahead and follow the leader. I agree. I agree with you on that one for sure. Now, Uh, does Apple have that same kind of issue? I mean, now, I see where Google might, might, you know, it's almost as if you know, Schumer's uh, questioning of Android and Google, that might now be null and void because of what Google has done. But what is Apple doing to avoid something like this? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and they kind of, I don't know if they show the same amount of concern over uh, privacy and security as Google does. Google seems to be very, you know, maybe it's just because they're in the news lately. Uh, people were talking about it, so I was hearing more about um you know about their concerns uh, for for users to to feel comfortable with with their their personal data, but Apple doesn't seem to take that same approach. And I don't know if that's just me. Uh, but what do, you, what do you think about? It? Do you think Apple doesn't care as much about it, or 
What are your thoughts? I well, I haven't had a chance to really engage in a lot of uh, Mac devices or any Apple devices for myself. I've gotten a chance to go and play with MacBooks. Uh, Never got to play with any iPhones or iPads, but you know Apple does have its own kind of a privacy. I mean, you're you're not seeing anybody vouching for them to you know offer services where you know there's antivirus or malware protection or anything like that. I mean, Apple, I guess you know the way they make your their systems are so secure anyway. There are so much so much redundancy, I guess, in their security that you know they haven't had an issue like that. So maybe you know, I I just never I never read anything. I guess at all about privacy policy when it comes to Google and or I mean to Apple and um, if there are any issues with it. I mean, I never hear any stories of, you know, any users that are getting hacked, you know, by anyone using Apple. That sounds like it's not common, right? Right. Well, they had the uh, I'm trying to remember here. They had a, a little, um, I think Apple was the one that had the piece of software that was collecting uh, all sorts of data on their devices. But it was their software. I mean, it was not like right. somebody else coming in where you downloaded something and then there we go, somebody's hacking into your system. It's exactly. their it's their content. I mean, it's their, it's, their, uh, it's their programs they're putting into their computers. Right, right. It's their program on there and it's collecting some of your information. Now, um, as far as Google and their mobile business, I saw an article here that they are looking to grow 80%. They're going to grow that mobile business 80% in 2012. That's going to end up making wow. up uh, roughly ten percent of Google's uh, Google's business, which is that's a huge uh, chunk of change right there. When you look at the overall size of Google, that's a big piece, uh, big piece of the pie. Uh, so within that within that growth, they're looking at uh, Android. They're up to uh, eight hundred fifty thousand Android activations each day. They've oh got uh, three hundred million Android smartphones out in the market right now. Uh, so that's going to that's gonna come in. Uh, I believe they're combining ad revenue in there. Uh, so they're going to be getting more ad revenue from mobile as, uh, as mobile ads uh, move to the forefront. So they get uh, about 40% less uh, cost per click for a mobile ad right now than they do for an ad on a PC. So as that, uh, as that goes up, as... Uh, Advertisers place more uh, more focus on those mobile ads. We're gonna we're gonna see a little jump, probably in that cost per click, and uh, and then that that's more money in, in uh, Google's pocket. Yeah, because look, it's I mean, still it's only a few years ago that this was kind of uncharted territory for Google to go ahead and you know jump into the mobile ad market. I mean, for anybody to be in the mobile ad market, this is still a, be, a really a still almost a, a very new field to it because. There are so many revenue models that can be built that can be used from the exhausted ad market there is on your normal, uh, just a normal internet through normal devices to your normal PC or, la- or your desktop or laptop. Now you're going mobile. There are new revenue models you can use. There are, there are new concepts you can go with. Who knows where you can go? But there's just there's new money out there. And so I understand where they're going to that evolution to say, okay, we're going to have more people that are going to be on portable devices because much more affordable, much more people can get their hands on it. You know, at some point, what is it? About fifty percent of people have smartphones now. Very soon, yeah. you know, it's going to be a full integration where every phone that's going to be made available is going to be a smartphone. And if it's going to be an Android, Google will have a chance, as many chances as possible, to get to more users with their ad content. That's right. Yeah, and more people are going to buy into it. Exactly. Um, so now I wanted to uh, to kind of just touch on our our topic this week. I wanted to discuss coupons a little bit, mobile coupons. Um, so we've got a few few different uh, few different t- 
types of mobile coupons. We could do uh, an email coupon that people are getting sent out to their to their email, and they pull that up on their on their phone. We got an SMS coupon that's going to get delivered to your to your uh, to your cell phone, to your mobile phone, with uh, via SMS or via text message. And then we got uh, we got coupons that can be pushed to an app. So you download an app, and then and then you get uh, you get coupons delivered right to that to that app. So I'm thinking with uh, with these coupons, we get. Uh, oh, hold on a second. I'm gonna have to. Yeah, let's get in pause. I know I, I didn't mean to catch off guard with that. Sorry. Oh no, sorry. Right. Yeah, we'll just do one break, and then uh, after that, we'll just kind of like let you get into this point where because I think you said the coupons was the last thing you want to jump into, and then we'll just get out of the show. Okay. All right. Should I do? Um, should I maybe go to? Uh, can we go to a break after? Um, well, let's go ahead and restart the tease. Going into, we're going to talk about mobile coupons after we come back from a commercial, and then okay. we'll just we'll just say we'll go right back, and then we'll come right back and talk about mobile coupons. How about that? Okay, sounds good. All right, so just go ahead and begin with, and then I'll know where to go ahead and do the cut and say, okay, we're going to go into mobile coupons. Like, all right, we're going to go and take a break, but when we come back, we're going to discuss mobile coupons and this and this. We'll be right back. Go okay. for it, man. All right, so we're going to take a quick break here. Uh, when we come back, we're going to discuss uh, mobile coupons. Uh, this is Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence will be back after we connect you to our sponsors. How far do your ads reach? You don't have to fly around the world for the right consumers and clients to find your business. What you need is profit through performance. Location 3 Media helps you to increase your brand's findability and performance. Let Location 3 Media help you create efficient and effective online marketing campaigns that fit your needs and get you results. We know every click starts a journey. Where will your brand be on the path? Visit Location3Media.com. As you know, being an expert at f***. (gasps) What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. From the creators of We Build Pages, experience the power of the Internet Marketing Ninja. An exclusively trained army of nearly 100 in-house ninjas. Mastered in the arts of social media, local marketing, content creation, SEO reporting, and yes, link building. The Internet Marketing Ninjas will release a new version of their legendary tools to the public. Visit imninjas.com. The ninjas are coming. Welcome to the Webmaster Institute for Financial Advancement, webmasterradio.fm. It's like radio with a PhD. Webmasterradio.fm. We're everywhere. Mobilizing your marketing efforts. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are your hosts. And welcome back to Mobile Presence on WebmasterRadio.fm. 
I am your host, Joe Walzak. Uh, I'm here with Brasco, my co-host, my special co-host for the day. So we got, uh, by my estimation, we've got three different versions, maybe four, of different types of coupons that you can get on your mobile device. So we got we got the uh, email coupon, and this one's been around for a while, but now we can we can pull it up and we can uh, we can redeem those on our mobile devices. You could show it right to the cashier. Uh, we've got the SMS coupon or the text message coupon. This would be delivered to you uh, via SMS message or text message. And again, you just show that to your cashier. You show that to, your, to the business and, and redeem your coupon. Uh, another version is we could have a, a coupon that gets pushed to an application, a mobile app on your device. So you just automatically get a, a coupon pushed over or uh, maybe you have coupons listed out in there. And you can select which one you want to use and, and then redeem it that way. Uh, so, Brasco, uh, as, far as, as far as these different coupons, um, have you ever used that? Uh, you do uh, Groupon and Living Social and those types of coupons? You know, I for about a good year, I was picking up the uh, auto emails for every kind of deal to see what was on Groupon Living Social. I mm-hmm. never saw anything that I really wanted to do. I mean, it's like you really have to go out of your normal comfort zone to find certain things that you want to get because there was a lot of spa treatments, certain restaurants that didn't, and they didn't really catch my fancy. I know a lot of people got into it, and also it's a matter of like you have to have enough time to get to it. For me, it wasn't conducive because. I'm single. I don't really have anybody that I thought about, okay, I should go out with this person and say, okay, we'll go out for this two-for-one kind of thing, and let's go ahead and try it out. I just, you know, for me, it was I didn't feel like it fit my style. Um, I was more about, you know, where Foursquare comes in and gives you specials. I love that where I can go and use certain things where, look, I go to Chili's and I want to go and get an appetizer. I want to bring three other people with me that also have Foursquare, and here you go. Here's a free deal. Uh, whatever it is, or I go somewhere else, and I know American Express has a deal where if you come in, spend twenty five bucks, you get twenty five bucks off. This and that. So I like the deals as opposed to coupons. I think right. that you could do coupons where you could use QR codes and say maybe I don't know. Maybe there's something where you know you use a smartphone and you try to do something where you can go and uh, put a scan, I guess, on the smartphone. Something I don't know. Some kind of a turnaround where. You know, there could be a redemption of a coupon from a store or a restaurant or something like that, a retailer, where you can go and get that discount back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what, that's one of the pieces that I wanted to touch on today is is the importance of the redemption of the coupon. And, and what that does is for, for the business owner, it allows them to kind of close that loop and find out who it is that's coming in and redeeming those coupons. If you don't redeem it, then you're not going to know uh, who your customers are that are coming in and, and redeeming those. And you you uh, also open yourself up to uh, to fraud, you know, fraud by your employees, which is unfortunate. But gosh, it happens. It happens every day. Um, so when you redeem those coupons, you um, you know, ideally that coupon will no longer be valid. And then you're also able to find out, okay, this customer, customer uh, X Y Z came in and redeemed this coupon, and uh, hopefully, the technology that you're using for the coupons is going to allow you to, to to close that loop and find out who you sent it to and who it is that came in and redeemed it. Um, when you use a dynamic coupon code, which is where everyone that you send the coupon, coupon out to receives their own unique coupon code, that way, uh, when you use a, a, a dynamic code, you're able to track it back and avoid that fraud. If you send out a static coupon where everyone receives the same coupon code, uh, you know maybe you're just looking to get people in the door, but you're not going to get any information back on that. And then, you know, uh, if you have a cashier with a, with a stack of uh, with a stack of coupons all with the same code, 
it's not going to take them long to realize that, hey, when my friends come in, I can use this coupon code and I can give them the discount even though they may not be eligible for the discount. So you open yourself up for some fraud there. Uh, one thing you want to look at when you have, um, when you are choosing, um, you know, here at Skywire Media, we've got, um, we've got a platform available for, uh, for small businesses. It's called Moby Mantis. And uh, within Moby Mantis, what you're able to do is send out dynamic coupon codes to your, your customers, and you're able to redeem those uh, through a few different means. You can, you can interface that coupon redemption with your point-of-sale system. You can uh, redeem it through an app that is coming soon, or you can redeem it through a, uh, a, web, uh, a website. So what that does, is again, is it, it helps you prevent fraud. Uh, it, uh, it allows you to close that, that loop and, and know who it is that's coming in and spending, and spending money, who's responding to your offers. You know, and, and you also want to be able to use that same coupon, uh, that coupon clearinghouse, we'll call it. You know, use the same one for your, your email and for your apps and for your SMS. Um, you can check that out at uh, mobymantis.com. You can sign up for a free trial. Check it out. Send out some uh, SMS messages to your customers and uh, just give it a shot. See if you like it. Uh, that's about it for this week. Uh, if you want to check us out, we're at Skywire Media. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Skywire Media. And we'll be back again next week. This is Mobile Presence on webmasterradio.fm. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.